Let's try that again. Be that as it may. Good morning, afternoon, evening, everybody. Welcome to Sci-Fi Saturday Night for Saturday, October 31st, All Hallows Eve. It's 8 o'clock. The little kitty should be in bed. Time for the big kids to come out to play. And for our Halloween edition tonight, it's just going to be myself in Area 51 and Kriana down in our Boston Bureau. Hi, Kriana. Howdy. Um... Java is out seeing paranormal activity. And Super Brian, scary. And Brian is uh, Illustrator X is up somewhere getting drunk. Don't give away his secret identity. Oh, sorry. God. So uh, tonight we uh, we do have a full show. Uh, we have Sam Costello from Split Lip Comics. Sam will be on live with us. Uh, Oh, I don't know, in about five, ten minutes. Uh, and Sam will help give us the first trivia uh, package away today. We have two. We do have two. We have one at 8.30 and one at the bottom of the hour, which would be 8.55. And I have candy corn, which is almost as good. Mm-hmm. And at around 8.30 or so, we have the Granite State Skeptics, who are doing a live ghost hunters thing tonight. And we're going to be there live with them for a few minutes as they get set up for tonight's ghostly intervention, as it were. And at 8.45... We have Joe from the Underburbs. Hopefully. I think. Hopefully? Please don't, please don't say hopefully. Well, I think so. We're supposed to. That's Joe Haley, right? I believe... I think it was Joe. Let me make sure. (laughs) That would always be good. Yeah, it's Joe. I was right. I was totally right. Joe Haley of the Underburbs, and we're giving away his trade paperback. We are giving away the Underburbs trade paperback in the second package today, along with a Christopher Gibbs uh, ink drawing of Scarecrow. So uh, we got two really nice prize packages to give away today, and uh, we're going to do that essentially the same way we did it last week, which seemed to work really, really well. And uh, since many of you are uh, Twitter-ficated and don't seem to be comfortable using it, we're going to let you uh, log into our website. The register link is at the bottom of the page. And once you do that, uh, the first person to post a comment with the correct answer on tonight's post for either of the trivia questions... Uh, we'll win that trivia package. So that being said, and uh, me having said it, we're waiting to hear from Illustrator X to talk about where he's at tonight and what it is he's doing. Because tonight is the happiest night of the year for him. Um, If you take a look at our homepage, I mean at our image gallery, 
Boy, I hear bink spikes and booms. You do? I do. It's not me. Oh, okay. I wonder who that was. It wasn't me. <laughs> you will see that we do have an image gallery up from uh, Boston Comic Con uh, last weekend. And uh, all the other ones have been taken down. Sorry. We're, we're redoing. We're house cleaning. Getting all the crap that didn't work off the old website. And getting new stuff that actually does work. And it's shiny. It's shiny and new. If you see Illustrator X online, and I do believe you do, well, you just did. I do not. Oh, uh, he just was. Anyway, while we're waiting for Illustrator Here he is. Oh, here he is. All right, let's, let's see if Adam this man. And... In five... <laughs> Wait, it's just ringing. We Three. Might get it. Illustrator X. Hello, hello. Oh, there he is in all his glory. Happy All Hallows Eve to you, my friend. Uh, how's everything <laughs> going on this fine, fine podcast evening? Well, so far, so good. We actually got you linked in right off the bat, which I was actually surprised that we made work. Hey. Nothing, nothing to be said, but, uh, so, uh, please explain to us why you're not going to be with us here for the full night tonight. Uh, unfortunately, much as I, I do love the sci-fi Saturday night and, and it's in my fine, fine cohorts. Tonight is my annual Halloween party. We have over 50 confirmed guests directly beneath me right now, wondering where I am. And more well, to the point, it's also a uh, party to celebrate my my tenth uh, anniversary with my lovely wife Tracy. So Tracy, happy anniversary! I love you very much. Oh, isn't that Aww. cute? Super cute. I think you should get some of those guests up there and to tell us about their costumes. Yeah, what kind of costumes we got going on? Well, we've got some good costumes. Uh, the best sci-fi costume we have right now is um, uh, Mike Baird is actually the hologram from Red Dwarf from the episode where he's dressed up like a grandmother with a penguin. Nice. And he's got the big H on his forehead, and it's it's looking really sharp. We've got a Sweeney Todd downstairs who's looking pretty sharp. Um, someone's walking around with a pair of 19th century World War I, I'm sorry, 1918 World War I goggles from his grandfather. Um, we've got a girl genius character and myself, I am dressed up as, uh, well, my name is Kurt Wagner, but in the circus, they called me the Nightcrawler. Oh, nice. And I got to tell you, I, I got in costume. I went over to our friends at Double Midnight, talked to a lot of people who knew exactly who I was, went to the grocery store on the way back. People And nobody knew who you were. (laughs) In fact, when I checked out, the woman was just like, so what, are you a Trekkie or something? (laughs) Well, you got ears. Trekkies have ears. Wow. That's how the rest of the world sees us, I'm afraid. Oh, well. (laughs) That's going to be like a derogatory statement from now on. What are you, like a a Trekkie? Yeah. Wow. Trekkies have ears. Oh, oh, and, and here she is. Ladies and gentlemen, the girl genius herself, Tracy Belanger. Hi, my name's Agatha. (laughs) (laughs) 
Welcome to the show, my dear. Nice to have you with Hi. us tonight. Girl genius. I think huh? she knows stuff. Ah. Uh -huh. It's her superpower. What's my superpower? Knowing stuff. I know lots of stuff. I'm a spark, and what happens is you give me anything mechanical, and I can make it work correctly. No. Oh. Or even better. Here, here. <laughs> we just had a famous movie director show up downstairs, too. Did we? And which one would that be? Uh, it looks like Cecil B. Demented. Oh, please tell me it wasn't Roman Polanski, and we'll be fine. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to have to set oh, this girl no. genius up with Illustrator X's computer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or possibly even a cell phone. Oh wait, no, there isn't one. Never Not mind. A cell phone? Yeah, no. no, no, no. Oh, we have werewolves here. We have ghosts here. We have no oh, and uh, and uh, uh, my mother-in-law is downstairs as the ghost writer. No <laughs> way. Yes, yes. Skull with a skull with uh, feathers all around it as red flame. <laughs> Leather jacket, giant chains and studs, and cowboy boots. That is fantastic. How old is she? Uh, 73 now. <laughs> fantastic. I'm You're never too to old to trick or treat. I don't care. For anybody who's listening, Halloween is the most wonderful time of year, and everybody should enjoy it and have fun with it. We actually That's... haven't had one trick or treater yet. We didn't get to either because we were down helping you guys last at the. Uh, Boston Comic Con and, and seeing all the wonderful new uh, speakers who are going to be writing in and saying what big fans they are of the show. Wow. And that, if that isn't a plug, I don't know what it's. <laughs> it's a damn good one, I got to tell you. <laughs> we try. I'm signing off. Here, I'm the George Romero zombie from Day of the Dead who's signing off. Happy Halloween to everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Trace. And happy anniversary. Uh, <laughs> so, and what is on the fine, fine agenda for this evening? Well, what's on the agenda, we've got coming up right after you is Sam Costello from Split Lip Comics, who's going to explain to us the difference between Volume 1 United States and Volume 2 Australia. Hmm. Yeah. Which, I don't, which I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know there was a difference. There's a difference. They're technical. You know, he's going to explain it because I can't remember it, basically. Okay. And uh, then, then he's going to actually give away his book and and the novel that we got, which is... End of the Long Walk. End of the Long Walk, Halloween Tale by Dan Graffio. And um, that, was a, that was a fantastic novel that we, uh, we met him at Comic-Con as well. Right. It was pretty cool. So at 8.35-ish, not too precise here, um, Travis is going to call in with the Grand Estate Skeptics, who are ghost hunting tonight, which will be super fun. And then after that, we are going to be talking with Joe Haley of The Underburbs. If you've never read The Underburbs, they are ridiculously awesome. A fantastic book. Absolutely fantastic. And then we're hoping that he, or we will give away... The Underburbs trade paperback, as well as uh, that Chris Gibbs beautiful ink drawing of a scarecrow. Very Halloween-y. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we're off today, and I think you're off to uh, hit the punch bowl. I am again. Or spike uh, the punch bowl. And, uh, <laughs> or drink the punch bowl. Whichever. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh my. You know, I, I do have to say, this is the time of year I just, I, I love this so much. Just seeing people really get enthusiastic about this. I've got uh, anyone who's into the Dresden Dolls, downstairs I have a coin-operated boy uh, from one of their songs. Nice. <laughs> know that. And he's handing out roses to anyone who puts a coin in his slot. Um, Sounds like my Don't boyfriend. go there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> uh, Better you than me. But, uh, you know. yeah. But... Okay, I'm sorry I had to make it a short one this this week, but I will be back next week and um, with more news on on Smallville's a minute demise. Now and wait, before you go, yes, did you see Castle this week? Castle, yes, which we were talking about last week, the show with Nathan Fillion, formerly of Firefly. Oh yeah, no, no, I have not had a chance to see the clip. I am so sorry. Well, since it has now aired, I can I can show you how I can tell you how the first it is two minutes freaking went. awesome. It was ridiculous. So it comes in a shot of the city, and then you see him putting on clothes. You see him zipping up boots, putting guns in holsters, and donning a brown coat. And he comes out of his like dressing room, and the Firefly music plays, and he does his Mal Reynolds pose with the guns. And his daughter is on the couch uh, across from him reading a book. And she goes, what are you supposed to be? And his answer is, I'm a space cowboy. And she goes, first of all, (laughs) there are no cows in space. Second of all, (laughs) didn't you wear that like five years ago? Isn't it time to move on? So it was just spoiler after spoiler after. It was great. It was uh, ridiculous. It was total fan service. That's exactly what it was. It was fan service. Oh, my God. I must see this. And to our myriad of listeners, if you didn't see it, it's on YouTube. It's all over the place. I have it on my TiVo. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not see. deleting it. I can't. It's, it was just we watched it like three times before we could watch the rest of the episode because we could not get over it. I know. I've oh, burned it onto a DVD fun. already. Oh. So on that note. Well, on that note, my friends have a wonderful show. I'm sorry I can't stay longer, but uh, we'll miss uh, you, and we'll uh, be back with you next week. All right. This is Illustrator X signing off. Bye bye. Take care, bud. Do we get David a little pop when he leaves? Um. No. There we go. There it is. He did his own little pop. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All righty. So while we're sitting here uh, waiting for Sam Costello to uh, call we in. We don't have to wait. He's not calling in. I'm, I'm bringing him in. Do oh, we, shall I bring sure. him in? Let's bring him in. All right. Let me get Well, Sam it's here. actually time. I know. We're sticking to our schedule. That's awesome. Oh, my God. The phone is ringing again. Yes, you can't hear it ringing. Hi, Sam. Hey, everybody. Hey. We are technical difficulty free 15 minutes into the show. That's like a record. Yeah, so far nothing's crashed. I'm amazed. Okay, with us on this incredibly interesting so far Halloween night is Sam Costello. And Sam, if you look on our website, you'll see the uh, cover of his trade paperback, uh, Split Lip Comics, and we were going to talk about the difference between this one and the Australian one. 
Yes, so we, we are giving away the Australian Volume 2, which is different than the U.S. Number 1, but only in certain ways, right? Yep, that, that's correct. Uh, <laughs> a, a company in Australia called Local Act Comics uh, published two volumes of Split Lip in, uh, I think it was 2008. Uh, and unfortunately, unfortunately, they closed their doors um, maybe at the beginning of this year. And so I inherited some of their, their back stock. And so uh, Split Lip Volume 2, the Australian edition, is part of that. And what you'll find in there is six Split Lip stories um, versus 11 in the, the U.S. edition that I self-published. But in the Australian edition, there's actually one story that has only been online to date and hasn't appeared in print anywhere else. So uh, the, the lucky winner of that is going to get something that nobody else has right now in this country. Okay, so let's talk about Split Lip for a little bit here. Uh, give us a phrase or a series of phrases to describe what it is. Sure. Uh, Split Lip is a series of self-contained short stories. There's no ongoing plot. Every short story is uh, standalone. And I write them. They're drawn by artists from all over the world. And they're basically in the vein of of the Twilight Zone or Tales from the Crypt. They are uh, stories that are designed to be more scary than they are gory. Um, They're more psychological than they are violent. But, of course, we do get some gore and some violence in there for good measure from time to time. Do you know what the cool part is? is that each of the stories has a different feel to it because it has a different drawing. You know, it's drawn by different people. Yeah, I've been very lucky to get to work with the artists that I I work with. Um, As I said, they're from all over the world. I work with folks in the United States, all across Europe, in Latin America. And, uh, you know, I found them basically all on the Internet. And uh, each time I find one of these new artists, it's always very exciting uh, because they're great finds, they're great talents. And uh, I'm sure that that we're going to hear more from a lot of them uh, in coming years. So, so how does the process work for you in, in putting this comic together? Well, generally, uh, I'll come up with an idea and write a script and usually not approach an artist until the script is finished. Uh, there are some circumstances in which uh, if it's an artist that I've worked with once or twice before, we might bat around some ideas or talk about the kinds of things they're interested in drawing. And then uh, if that's the approach we take, Sometimes I'll come up with a, a story based on where they'd like to go. But generally, uh, you know, I come up with the seed of the idea and write a couple drafts of the script before anybody else sees it. What's your favorite story so far? Well, you know, I don't know if you could pick one. It's like being asked to, uh, you know, choose among your favorite kids, right? Oh, that's uh, easy. I can do that. No problem. <laughs> yeah, you better know which one you're choosing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I feel good and proud about how all of the stories have come out so far, uh, but I am excited about some of the ones that are already finished but haven't been published uh, online or in print yet, uh, and we're actually debuting the first three pages of a new story on the Split Lip site uh, at about midnight tonight. It's a story called Look Carefully and has art by Sammy Makinen, who did uh, the story Moo Hair, which is in Split Lip Volume 1. Okay, and for those of you who want to see that, it's www.splitlipcomic.com. Check it out. And uh, so let's talk about some of the other things you've got coming down the pike right now. 
Sure. Uh, We've got a new uh, Split Lip Volume 2 that I'll be self-publishing early next year. Uh, that'll probably be out in February or March, which will be another 150 pages of horror comics goodness. Uh, wow. I think that's, it's either nine or ten stories. I can't remember which. Um, and that'll have a, a brand new cover by uh, a great horror comics artist in the UK named Shane Oakley, who uh, folks will have seen his work if they've read Cthulhu Tales or Zombie Tales from Boom Studios. He's done yep. a lot of the covers yep. uh, for those books and a few of the interiors. So that's very exciting. Uh, Shane and I have been uh, email correspondents for a long time, but this is going to be the first time we actually get to work together, so that's a, a big thrill. Uh, and then after that, uh, an artist named Neil Von Flew, who uh, drew the the story at Split Lip, The Wind and Rain, and I are going to be putting out uh, sort of a, a graphic novella adapting old-time folk songs. Uh, Neil and I discovered that we both share a love of, you know, old murder ballads and old train disaster songs and that kind of stuff, you know, dating back to the, the 15 and 1600s and uh, decided it would be fun to adapt five of those stories into a book. So we are in the process of that, and that should debut next year as well. Wow, that's really cool. So with your process, do you often work with the same artist more than once? Yeah, it's working out that way. Uh, a lot of the, the folks that I've worked with at Split Lip have done two or three stories uh, for the site so far. And when I first started uh, doing the project, I, I wasn't sure that it was going to work out that way. I thought it might be a situation where I'd have a different artist every time. But I realized that getting into the process of working with them and being more familiar with their styles, more familiar with the kinds of things they like to draw we could get better work uh, by working together multiple times. So now the approach that I'm really taking is looking at, at artists that I can work with two or three or four or five times, uh, you know, long into the future, because of course I'm always coming up with new ideas and uh, writing new scripts. And I hope uh, that the end of split lip is nowhere in sight right now, basically. Okay. So in the best of all perfect worlds, you have this great idea. You have this visuals, these visuals in your head. You sit down with the artist or via email or via Skype or whatever. You talk it out. You wait a couple of weeks. And what you get back is not what you expected. What do you do? Well, it depends on, on what I'm getting in terms of not expecting it. Uh, you know, a number of times I've gotten uh, art back that was a surprise in a great way. Right. It, it was, you know, beyond the, the expectations I had even. So in that case, you know, I, I do a little. Hell, I'll take whatever. it. No problem. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, in other circumstances, there have been occasions in which, um, you know, the the artist and I just didn't end up clicking. So, you know, of course we'll, we'll work together if, um, you know, the initial, uh, effort doesn't really hit the mark that I'm looking for. You know, usually we'll go through a process where there's some sketching or some, some rough pencils ahead of time before the artist is really, uh, sinking a ton of time into inking and finishing the pages. Uh, so, you know, try to work out any, uh, kinks in that situation. But if we can't work it out, uh, you know, which which has happened, unfortunately, uh, you know, I still 
I'll pay the artist as agreed, and uh, we'll have to agree to go our separate ways, unfortunately. And that's, you know, never a, a fun feeling. It's never a good situation because I certainly enter into every collaboration thinking that we're going to come up with a great story at the end. And sometimes it doesn't work out, and it's not, you know, necessarily anybody's fault. Uh, some, some collaborations just don't work. And, and what happens to the story at that point? Do you shop it to another writer or... Uh, well, to another artist, yeah. To, um, uh, that's what I meant, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, generally the uh, the terms of, of the agreement will be if I pay the artist, uh, you know, who I'm not going to work with, part of the agreement in them getting paid is that, that I'm allowed to bring that story to another artist. Okay. It's got to feel weird, though. It does. To some degree. Yeah, it does. It, it never feels good to get to the point where you know you've worked with somebody and you're really trying to make a go of it and it, it just isn't going to work out because you can you know in most situations people are really giving it their best it's not that right are not trying um but you know that's just the way life is unfortunately sometimes sometimes things don't work out and uh you know I, i've certainly been on the other side of that not with split lips, since, you know, I basically make the decisions there, but, you know, certainly in other situations. So I, I've i experienced that, and I try to be, um, you know, as sensitive and as uh, conscientious about it. Yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, about six or seven years back, I, uh, I met Dennis Lehane, the novelist. Yep. Uh, wrote Mystic River, wrote a whole bunch of wonderful novels. And I said to him about one of his characters, I said, you know, you describe her as one way. And you get very, very specific about her physical description. I've got to tell you, I see her completely differently. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of laughed and he goes, yeah, I hear that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it's an interesting thing. Uh, I, I think it's probably a little bit different for... Uh, prose writers than it is for comics, but but you put this thing out there, and and your intention as the author uh, stops becoming the the only way to read the story. You know, it becomes something that the audience can interact with in its own way. And I think that's probably a little different for people writing prose, since there are no pictures to guide them. Uh, right. But that's it's certainly true in comics as well. You know, I'll discuss uh, stories with people. And they'll come away with a very different take than what I had intended originally, but they're not necessarily less valid. So where are you going to be appearing in the next couple of months so that people can see you and just kind of say hi? Sure. Well, actually, uh, as soon as tomorrow, I will be uh, appearing at the the Albany Comic Con in Albany, New York, which is at the uh, Holiday Inn on Wolf Road. I think that runs from 10 to 4 tomorrow, but uh, no one should... Quote me on that. Uh, the following weekend, November 7th and 8th, I'll be at King Con in Brooklyn, which is going to be uh, at the Brooklyn Lyceum. And after that, I think I am going to take the rest of 2008 off, but I'm hoping to have, <laughs> or uh, 2009, I should say. Uh, but I'm hoping to have a pretty full schedule uh, of conventions in uh, 2010. Hopefully, I'll be hitting most of the big East Coast shows uh, to support Split Lip Volumes 1 and 2. Now, have you ever been to Granite Con? I don't think so. That doesn't ring a bell. Where is that? It's up here in New Hampshire. Oh, no, definitely. I have not. I have not. Tell oh. me about it. Well, it's a great Wait. little show put on by our favorite sponsors, Double Midnight Comics. 
Ah, okay. What town is it in? Uh, they have three a year. One is in Concord, one is in Manchester, and one is in Nashua. Hmm. All right. Well, you know, being in Rhode Island, as I am, uh, New Hampshire's not that far, so I'll, I'll have to look into that for the, the 2010 schedule. They're good friends of ours, and they, they, you know, it's always a small con, but the quality of the con is really good. I mean, we've been to big cons where you just feel like, wow, you know, I'm not really connecting with anyone, and little cons where you feel the same way, but they run a really tight little con where it's just it's just really a good community. Yeah, th- those can be a ton of fun. I uh, went to the Maine Comics and Arts Festival in Portland, Maine. Oh, yeah. Uh, in yeah, May, yeah. I think it was. And that was just fantastic. You know, it was the first year that they had done it, and it was actually the first con I had ever done. Uh, but because of the size of it, I was able to meet a lot of the other folks uh, exhibiting their work and had enough time to really talk to uh, the people coming by the table, and it was just a ton of fun. So I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I think there's a lot to be said for those more intimate cons. Well, on that note... Is it just trivia? It's time to give away Split Lip Volume to the Australian edition. And that cool novel. And that cool novel, End of the Long Walk, by Dan Gaffello. Graffio. Graffio. Okay, so I can't read either. You can't read the name of our sponsor. No, I can't. Hey, you know, what can I tell you? And thank you, Sam, for sponsoring us this week. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. So, for those of you listening in, the way to win the prize is be registered onto our website. And as soon as Sam, who's going to give us tonight's first trivia question of the evening, uh, as soon as he says it, make a comment under TalkCast. No, no, no. no. I, I'm putting up a special trivia post. It says Halloween trivia number one. Oh. And I, and I have the question all written in there. So all you have to do is comment on that post, which I'll put up as soon as he says the question, and then you could be the winner. Sam, take it away. All right. Well, here's your chance to win uh, Split Lip and this novel. Uh, The question is, what is the real name of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? What a great, great question for tonight. Yeah, whoever (laughs) thought of that question must be really smart. Yeah, yeah. And then he had to go look it up to make sure it was right. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, I can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. Thank you again. This has been great. I'd love to see you at Granite Con. I'm hoping we'll see you at Comic-Con Boston in April. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. It's, uh, it's a tricky one because it's scheduled the same weekend as the Mocha show in New York. Ah. So we'll, we'll see, uh, who uh, approves my application first, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Sam, thanks so much for joining us tonight. You're welcome. Thank you guys. Take care. All righty. Take it easy. All right. And there it is. All right. So we're having a little bit of technical difficulties with the underburbs, which I'm trying to... Trying to solve right now, but uh, we're waiting on, who are we waiting on, Travis? We're waiting on Travis right now. Is he going to call in or are we going to call him? Um, he said he was going to call in, so Travis, if you're out there hunting ghosts, we're waiting on you. Travis is the president of the New Hampshire State Skeptics. Uh, which you can find Granite States. I'm sorry, which you can find at nhskeptics.org. 
See, and, and that didn't make any sense to me. They're the Granite State Skeptics, but the website is nhskeptics.org. So you can check out the website, see what they're doing. And uh, tonight they're hunting ghosts in a house that is purportedly haunted. We're waiting to hear from him now. And between now and then, boy, it was a lousy Friday night, wasn't it? No dollhouse to watch. Oh, I thought you meant weather-wise. I was going to say, well, here in Boston, it is a beautiful Friday night. No, no. It was, it was like nothing on TV except for baseball. Right now, it's 67 degrees, slightly cloudy. Oh, I couldn't be happier for you. It's 69 degrees up here and raining. Ew. So it's actually warmer. Um, and what we're looking what we're looking at is uh, V coming up next Tuesday on ABC. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, well, I, I think I'm annoyed on two separate levels. Uh oh. Um, the first level is that you know. Clearly, Hollywood hasn't learned how to think for themselves, and they're just redoing old movies over and over again. And, and now TV's doing the same thing, and 90% of the time, it's just an abject failure. And, I mean, V, at its time, was maybe not a great show, but it was an okay show. And now, now that we've got the technology to, to really make it a great show the chance for it to fall on its face is even worse. Oh, sure. And it probably will because, you know, it's on a network. Yeah. The unfortunate thing. I wish the BBC had done it. But then again. Well, the BBC has its hands full, hopefully, with Doctor Who and Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Here's hoping. And the ever-popular maybe Torchwood. Who knows? Yeah, we're not going to talk about Torchwood right now. It's too soon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's pathetic. The other problem with V that I had was this. Um, when they started originally putting the scripts together for it, they hired the, the writers and uh, the people who had put together the original show. Oh. And then... They fired them. And claimed that they didn't owe them any credit in the credits because it was now a substantially different show. Lame. And not only lame, but dead wrong, and the courts ruled against him. Nice. So uh, they actually had to end up paying them some serious money. Good, they should. Blood-sucking bastards. Well, it's only ABC. Could have been worse. It could have been NBC. Could have been Fox. <laughs> yeah, it could have been Fox. You're right. That is the worst. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what happened to Travis. Maybe he got eaten by ghosts. It could be. It, it could very well be. I would. I would hope not to think so. And, I, and I'm checking his Twitter feed. Oh, that's right. He sent us a Twitter feed to check. They they said they were going to have a live camera feed and live tweeting. So we should know if they're they're eaten by ghosts, but hopefully they're not. Why am I not getting Twitter feed? Oh. I think we have Travis. Oh, he cool. Unmute. Hello. Who, me? Travis, you there, buddy? Okay. 
I'm remuting. Oh, okay. This could actually be Joe. <laughs> well, it said Massachusetts. I don't know. I don't know where they were going, so. It could be Joe. If it said Massachusetts, then it's probably the toast. No, it can't be the toast hunters. Let's just do Joe now, then. All righty. All we right, can do that. Unmute again. Sorry. All right. Joe? Hey, it's the Joe. Oh, it is <laughs> Joe. Okay. Talk show is a little is a little weird when you don't have a login and you're logging in as a guest. It only shows your uh, state. So I was like. Oh, so it's just some weird, some, anybody from the state. Yes, and it could have been anyone in the state of Massachusetts. I was hoping that all Patrick was going to be on, but evidently he's not a science fiction head. I guess not. Go figure. Hey, happy All Hallows Eve to you, my friend. Oh, yes. Uh, likewise, I'm sure. Uh, it's been one of those nights, and for the most part, the technology hasn't become crazy for us tonight, so it's been working fairly well. Oh, that's good. And I mean, Joe's in the uh, epicenter of Halloween. He's in Salem. That's true. I'm actually uh, in costume right now, as we speak. Uh, people uh, drinking and burping and being in costume. <laughs> nice. Glasses of uh, spiked uh, cider have been raised. Wonderful. <laughs> Sounds like a great yeah. Halloween. <laughs> I was sipping. So why don't you tell Am I on now? Is, 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 this, is this scintillating uh, internet radio right now? Or is, um, yes, you are live on the radio. You oh, are live. and talkshoe.com. I'm unprepared. That's all right. Just tell us about the underburbs. You'll do a better summary than uh, I will, I promise. Okay. Well, I'm not, as, as a trained illustrator, I'm not good at thinking on my own. So if you, if you can uh, prompt me with, uh, with questions, I'll be more than happy to answer them. But talking on my own, huh? Well, what's, <laughs> what's the premise of the story? Let's start there. Well, it's, uh, it is very Halloween themed, which is apropos for the evening. Um, it's, uh, yeah, well, the, the first issues in, in the trade paperback, which I, I hear you're giving away to a lucky listener tonight. We are. Um, the first, the, I guess. <laughs> I sure gave you one last week. Um, well, the, the first reissues all take place on Halloween night. See, what happens is um, there's this little vampire girl that comes from the world of monsters that comes to take over the human world on Halloween because there's a, a door between the two worlds that is only open on Halloween, you see. I love in the back of the uh, paperback the uh, family portraits with the sketches. Oh yeah, that was just something I that was just something I did for fun because um, I actually my my day job I'm sadly uh, doing doing the comics on my only job where I'd get a lot more of them out. Um, okay. Yeah, the family portraits was actually something I did for fun is because I I work at a frame shop uh, currently, and um, you know, somebody had these cool old uh, frames, so actually. The actual portraits, not just like the sketches that I had around them, those are actually um, in this, these kind of fancy frames with these cool, like old, like brass, uh, I guess, I guess you'd call them mats, even though they're made of metal, but um, they, they look really good anyway. So it's just something I made because I had a frame to put them in. <laughs> and then because and then when I found out, I had to dig through all sorts of old sketches to, uh, you know, to, to have plenty of fun extras for the trade, I um, came across those again. Yeah, the last 15 or 20 pages of the trade have some really nice extras in them, like, you know, little uh, work-in-progress work sketches and... Uh, oh, yeah. 
That, that was a lot of fun. The fun of uh, doing the trade is, is that I had that, all that old stuff. I mean, people have already asked if like we're going to do another, but um, I don't. I don't really have as much uh, you know preliminary stuff to, to fill it with, and I, I would kind of hate just to put a bunch of books together and expect people to, to buy it twice. <laughs> I mean, even, even right off the bat, that's like the first thing we said. That's like how we're nervous we are. But like, oh, people have to buy our comics twice. Worth <laughs> it. My favorite quote from that that back section is, "Crowd scenes are not my friend." <laughs> they're, they're not. Um, that's uh, that's just one of the things. Because usually, I, well, I can't say how it is for all artists, but I know, like when I try to draw stuff, I'll just kind of draw like a single character, and then okay, whenever it makes things interact, it's tricky. And then, yeah, <laughs> and I did that twice on one page. That they, oh, they think I said further in that comment. Yeah, you You're did. Bad. You did. <laughs> uh, it's a whole page you know, of zombie to... sketches here. Great stuff. I mean, I, it's just great to to have a whole book that is Halloween kid uh, and cool stuff at the same time. It, it's it's really a nice premise, to be well, honest. I'm a pretty cool guy. Yeah, I know. We we did spend two days with you. That's true. <laughs> and neither probably drove the other one nuts, so that's that's always yeah. good. Now, now I noticed here in your in one of your artist commentaries that the Cal Zombie Ranch logo belongs on a T-shirt. I think that we should put that T-shirt in the Sci-Fi Saturday Night Store. Oh, I agree. In Zazzle, it would be uh, easy enough. Is it easy as that? Well, I gotta, I gotta do that. Because I think we should do it. It's so I'm, I'm, easy. I'm still uh, that, was, that was kind of a running thing that I had like through all the comments. I want to do at least one per issue, but I, I'm I'm still uh, I was talking about this with someone earlier. Today. I'm still partial to uh, to uh, Spangle, Spangle Bear lives in your clothes as a T-shirt. Nice. In the second issue. Cool. Yeah. I oh, am, and, and of course the hammer chewing people's souls. Yes. Because <laughs> there has to be at least one that kind of like refers directly because. I don't know, but I always find like the uh, the really obscure references or things that have nothing to do with the comic at all are, are usually a really good T-shirts. <laughs> hey, it's great. It's a, it's a funny design that wouldn't work anywhere else, but on a shirt, I don't know. No, I That's think you're done. right. Actually, I actually you've done well. Yeah, it, it happens, you know, though, in the process because um, when someone who's going to be on our show sometime in the future, an author named Robin Sloan, who's writing a book, and we get a copy. Oh um, yeah. I, yeah. If you've heard of him, he has a really great Kickstarter project, which I think ends tonight, so get in there and get it if you can. But one time he posted this post that was, you've never met the moving monks, and you never will until the next book, because they didn't fit in this book. <laughs> but how cool are moving monks? Like, I want that t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, evidently. Things that work on t-shirts. I don't know what that is, but I want to see what it looks like on a well, shirt. they're monks that move things, obviously. Okay. Not monkeys, just monks. <laughs> maybe maybe they have robes and stuff. I don't know. It wasn't too specific. Just just monks. what their minds are like, or just professional movers. You you don't know because professional movers would work too in that situation. I think. Yeah, but they have to install microwave ovens. <laughs> kitchen delivery. Right, I was just going for the obscure Dire Straits reference, and I don't know. So, I had that in my head. 
<laughs> so as we sat there with you last weekend, watching people talk to you about your uh, your comic and stuff and watching you draw all weekend, what do you got coming up? What's what's uh, coming up um, in the future for you? Well, uh, uh, hopefully, you know, by, by early next year, we should have issue nine out because um, uh, you remember, of course, DJ, um, who's the co co-creator slash collaborator slash whatever else he does. Um, he does all the, uh, next like, to you, you know. yeah, he does all, he does all the grayscale in the book. So, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of a two artist team. We're not like an artist writer team, which people always seem to want to ask at the shows, like who's the artist, who's the writer. And we have to answer both. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's currently in the process of, uh, of doing all the, uh, all the ink wash on issue nine. And I'm an actually, actually currently in the process of, uh, of building a, a cover for it. This one's actually, uh, this, this is going to be a, a sci-fi Saturday night exclusive. I'm going to tell people right now, I'm actually making a, a nice little, uh, clay sculpture for the cover. There's going to be this cool photograph for, uh, for the, for the front of number nine. Ooh, there drawing. That's kind of want to do different things. Like, um, we always try to have like some, something, you know, like some kind of painting or something like that for the cover rather than just, you know, the, the regular, Photoshop thing that you see pretty much everywhere. And then I just figured, hey, I want to do a sculpture because I didn't feel like painting. <laughs> well, why not? Yeah. So it's handy because we, uh, we have a good friend who also we went to school with who, um, he's a photographer and, and he's, uh, he's actually photographed some of the other, other pieces done for covers. Usually when, uh, when, when TJ does a cover because he'll do like a really big pastel. I mean, some of these are like you know, they're like 18 by 24 inches, and I definitely cannot scan them because I'll have to put it in my scanner about six or eight times, and, and I'll ruin them in the process because it's, uh, you know, a very loose medium. So it's handy to have a, a friend who's like a professional photographer who can take a nice picture of it for you. Well, there you go. Put it on a disc and you on your way. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. So the trade paperback is issues one through three, right? Yes, it is. One through three, and issue nine coming out, so I have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully coming out. Like, like I said, we, um, we unfortunately both have the day jobs, and we just kind of get them out whenever we can. Well, that's not a bad thing. Most people have day jobs, you know. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, I think we all you know, do. Cause I've, I know some, sometimes at the conventions people ask, you know, like, how how often they come out and they they, they just assume it's a monthly and I just and I just kind of laugh like oh, oh I wish I could do a book in a month. Aww. <laughs> it's just a two man operation that you know that that relies on a lot of spare time that only one of us really has and that's me and I'm a and I think I'm a bigger procrastinator than TJ is. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, so, you do the math. Where where are you gonna be? Where? Are you going to be at any cons or events coming up? Jeez, I don't know. Um, because uh, I, you know, the, the Boston Comic Con last weekend was kind of the big, the big capper to the to the season for me. Um, I know there's the the relatively new uh, New England Comic Con, you know, run by uh, by Larry Harrison of of Harrison's Comics. Uh, I know he's trying to do a, I think several of those a year. Um, if you can, then um, I'll probably do that sometime in January. Cool. You know, so same kind of deal. I'll be, you know, at a table. So if you want to go meet the Underverb mm-hmm. creators, that's where you should go. Yeah. 
So shall we give away the trade paperback and the Christopher Gibbs ink of Scarecrow? I think it's about time to do okay, that. Why not? And go harass some trigger treaters. You know that works for me. That works <laughs> for me. Right. So let me get set up here to add another trivia post because this is actually our second trivia bundle of the evening. It's an extra special day. Actually, you know what? We haven't actually drawn the winner of the New England Fan Experience package yet. Sorry, everybody. But we will definitely have an announcement on that next week, and hopefully before next week, somebody, the lucky winner, will get an email letting them know that they've won so that we have plenty of time to get them their package. Right. I'm going to write this email now. Or post. Sorry. All right. So to win the first package, which is... Split lip, split lip comics. The Australian trade paperback, uh, and the novel. The question was, what's the real name of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? And to really Chris Gibbs, Scarecrow, and the Underverbs trade paperback. The question is. What phobia do you suffer from if you have tense fear of Halloween? And clearly, if you have an intense fear of Halloween, all you need to do is, if you're doing tonight, just drink heavily and you'll be fine. Or if you don't have an intense fear of Halloween, you can also drink heavily. Good point. Good point. All so right, and that, that second post is up there, so the first person who comments on that post, the correct answer, could be anyone, wins. And we have no comments on the first one, so it's still all out there. It's still, still all win. up. You could still win. I think we have Travis on the line, so thank you very much, Joe. All right, yeah. Um, thank you for having me. We hope hey, Joe, take soon. it easy. We hope to see you real soon. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Do we have Travis? Hello, Travis. Perhaps we have Travis. Oh, there he is. How's your ghost hunting expedition going? It's going very well so far. Did you find any ghosts? No, but we did have some um, self-produced ghost orbs. (laughs) got caused by some dust that we got some great pictures of and nice. we also and we also got some uh ghost fog that was uh recreated um there was a, there was another group that did a um, hunting expedition at the same location last year and they had uh claims of seeing ghost fog and we were able to create almost an exact duplicate of the pictures that they had which we were able to do with the camera strap with the camera nice. strap lovely Yes, yes. So we're still, we're in the middle of doing our investigation. We're still getting a tour of the uh, the location, um, taking pictures, taking video, <laughs> recording audio, maybe get some EVPs later, some electronic voice phenomenon, but we'll, well I think see what we get you're going to have afterwards. to come on next week and tell us your conclusions. <laughs> Report your findings, if you will. Yes, I would be more than happy to come on and do that. 
I'm just listening to see if I can hear someone scream in the background. I'm waiting. No screaming. No, I don't hear any screaming yet. No, I'm actually outside on the porch right now. Ah. But the um, but the uh, the the live video stream is up. Um, I don't know the URL for that, but if you go to twitter.com slash gsskeptics, um, it's a couple posts down. Um, the video is of the main room of the building. Um, there's no streaming audio, but um, there is streaming video. Um, it's uh, probably going to be pretty uneventful since most of the rest of the building is much more interesting, but that's where the laptop's set up. Well, you know, you do what you can. Exactly. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Granite State Skeptics? It's a relatively new organization, correct? Yes. Uh, what we did was uh, it was started last year. Um, we were doing meetings every two weeks, which ended up being a bit too much. And then once winter came, it kind of fizzled out. Um, after uh, in June, um, I went to the Amazing Meeting 7 in Las Vegas, which was put on by the James Randi Educational Foundation. And then from there, that kind of revitalized me to get things going again. And um, since then, we've been going pretty strong. We had our first speaker this month, which was Jeff Wagg from the JREF, and he was talking about their million-dollar paranormal challenge. And then uh, after we're done with our investigation here, we're going up to the Hannah Dustin Memorial in Bosco in New Hampshire to tell the story of Hannah Dustin and uh, go over the results of what we find here tonight. And also, we meet on the second Tuesday of every month at uh, Millie's uh, Tavern in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, and at, that's uh, the, the second Monday of every month at 7 p.m. All right. So if you're in the Granite State and you're skeptical, like me, yeah. <laughs> go say hello, introduce yourself. They probably won't bite too hard. Unless you by say the, something stupid. By the way, I, I'm checking out the live broadcast right now. It looks solid. Looks good. Oh, good. I'm glad because I'm streaming through my uh, my cell phone. So yeah, I know you are. <laughs> you've actually, you've actually uh, since uh, we mentioned the URL, uh, grabbed about five or six more viewers. So uh, that's cool. Oh, great! Fantastic. All so, right. So we're going to count on seeing you in the next week or so to yep. talk about uh, what you did or didn't find. We'd like to post your EVPs if we could, if you if you get any. I, I want to keep the voice going, hello. Yeah. yeah, and the full report will be written up probably by next week and will be on our website at granitestateskeptics.org. Very how, how cool. Do you, how does one fake an EVP? What was that, I'm sorry? How, how does one fake an EVP? I'm sorry, I didn't get that again. Somebody was driving by. Oh, I said, how how would one fake an EVP? Well, they're, they're pretty hard to fake. Basically what it is is that um, an EVP ends up being a, um, a form of audio uh, pareidolia. So what pareidolia is, usually th people think of it more as a, as a visual thing. You see patterns and, and stuff. It's like seeing a bunny in the clouds. Or the Virgin there Mary was a, on a piece of toast. Exactly. There was a really famous one from a satellite picture of a mountain that had a road on it, and it looked like an Indian wearing uh, headphones. I don't know if you remember that one a couple of years ago. So um, what, what an EVP is is more of an audio version of that. So in the static or noise from the background, you hear, um, 
you end up hearing things that you would misinterpret as somebody saying something. Which is the result of the brain's natural impulse to find a pattern. Right. Right. But anyway, um, I'd love to talk some more, but it looks like uh, the rest of my team is coming out to get me, so... That's okay. I just saw them walk past the camera. <laughs> All right. So I'll Thank talk you, to you Travis. All right. Great. All righty. We'll talk to you later. Take it easy. Thus ends another Halloween show for us. Thus ends. Yep. We're right on the money. 856. Thanks wow. for listening, all you out there in TalkShoe and Ustream land. And all of you who will be listening to us in podcast land. Is that Podcastville? Because it, it would be, be. Talkcast Land and Podcastville. I think that's what we're going with. I think Podcastville is the capital city of Podcast Land, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, okay. It's somewhere else entirely. I think I need another Kit Kat bar, quite frankly. <laughs> I'll give you a break in a minute. Thank you. You're welcome. Alrighty, from high atop by Area 51, I want to thank you for joining us for Saturday, October 31st for Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I am the Dome, and with me is Kriana, and we will catch you next back time, next back channel, same place. Have a good evening, everyone. <laughs>